Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. See how, how, how wide that gap is between what's been made available to you and your experience, and then you see this gap and you become discouraged. You see, as a, as a result of that gap, in other words, you know, you see the promises in, in, the, in the Word of God, but you see how your life doesn't quite line up with that, and maybe you've been a believer for some time, and yet still you're having trouble seeing these promises coming to pass in your life, and so what might happen is you might become discouraged, and when you become discouraged, well, what happens is you no longer really have the kind of bold, confident faith that's going to be able to truly lay hold of what Jesus has made available to you. And so you might say, well, yes, Alex, I believe God, but deep down, you don't really have much of an expectation that things are going to change. Are you guys tracking with me here today? Am I, am, I, am I talking to somebody here this morning, guys? Amen. Now, that's one thing that can happen. Or the other thing that can happen, if we don't understand this gap, is we might have unrealistic expectations. This is where I used to be, guys. We might have this expectation that, man, Alex, now I'm in Christ, you know, praise God. All of these promises are available to me. And now maybe uh, you're going to live your life thinking that you're never going to have an issue. Glory to God. Well, uh, child of God, I want you to understand you're going to be disappointed, okay? <laughs> you see? Because you're not going to be in this life as a believer very long. In fact, man, I've learned in my own experience. You're not going to be in ministry uh, very long until you realize, man, people are having challenges. People are struggling. There's issues going on in our lives, guys. These issues are very real, and I want you to understand that is quite okay. I want you to understand that this gap is where we live our lives. This gap is really quite normal. And so what we want to understand is that Jesus never promised us a challenge-free life, but watch this, guys. What he has promised us is his peace. Glory to God. What he has promised us is ultimately sooner or later we will see victory but you want to understand that it's going to be a journey in most cases you see of course you say well Alex well what about you know laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover of course guys that is very real and we want to release our faith for that but you want to understand that very oftentimes it's a journey you see, there's a journey between when you say, Lord, I believe I receive, and until you actually see that promise coming to pass in your life. And so that journey, guys, is what we mean when we say gap. That journey is really where the nitty gritty of your Christian life is going to take place. Does everybody understand what I'm saying here this morning? And so let's look at what Jesus says here in John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 33, and he makes it so clear here. Notice what he says, Jesus speaking. He says in verse 33, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me, notice in me, that's in Christ, you might have peace. And so Jesus says that in him we can have peace. In Christ you can have peace peace that's independent of circumstances and conditions. Now, notice what he says. He says, in the world, you shall have tribulation. Oh, well, that sounds to me, guys, like it's not going to be, you know, a challenge-free life. He says, you shall have tribulation. Guys, notice what he did not say. He did not say, you might have tribulation. 
Glory to God. He did not say, well, you know, guys, um, there's like a 50-50 chance that you might have some tribulations. No, guys, that's not what he said. He said, you shall have tribulation. And so that tells me that if I'm going to be a mature Christian, glory to God, if I'm going to be a mature believer, then I should really not be surprised when there's a challenge that shows up in my life. And I should really not be surprised when there's some issues that are going on in my life, glory to God, because Jesus said, we're going to have tribulation. But notice what he said as well. He said, be of good cheer, glory to God. Guys, I want you to understand, no matter what's going on in your life, you as a Christian, you can be of good cheer. You can be of good cheer on the mountaintop. You can be of good cheer in the valley. Why? Here's why. He says, I have overcome the world. Glory to God. Guys, how awesome is that? Jesus says uh, that no matter where we find ourselves, we can have good cheer because he has overcome the world. Now, let's break this verse down here. Now, Jesus says, uh, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Notice, in me. And remember what we were sharing last week, guys. We were sharing about our position in Christ. Your position in Christ. If you are a Christian, if you are a believer, you are positionally in Christ. And really, guys, what this gap is, what we're going to lay it out for you here this morning, guys, this gap is between your experience and between your position in Christ. It's between your position in Christ. You see, if you are in Christ, I want you to understand your position is that you are righteous because you are in Christ. Your righteousness has nothing to do with your behavior. Your righteousness has nothing to do with your experience. Your righteousness is the result of you being in Christ. And in the same way, guys, every promise in Scripture is the result of you being in Christ. And so, your position is you're in Christ. And in Christ, there are certain things that are true about you. In Christ, healing is already a finished work. In Christ, your deliverance is a finished work. In Christ, your, your provisions are a finished work. In Christ, your peace and your soundness is a finished work. Now, your experience doesn't always line up with that, you see. But Jesus says, in me, you can have peace. And guys, why can we have peace in him? I want you to understand this morning, church, that your peace, that my peace, guys, it's not based on our experience. You see, that would be an experiential peace, okay? That would be like based on, you know, stuff is going well. But I want you to understand, our peace is the result of our position in Christ. And so, I can have peace no matter what's going on in my life because I'm in Christ, you see. In Christ, I can have peace. Now, how do I access what I have in, in Christ, in my position in Christ? I want you to know, guys, that's going to be your relationship with Jesus. Grace World, I want you to understand, it's all about the relationship and the way that you're going to access. In fact, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you as well, right from the outset, that the way that you're going to begin to narrow this gap between your experience and your position in Christ is through your relationship with Jesus. It's not going to be your self-effort. It's not going to be you working harder. No, it's going to be your relationship with Jesus. And so, through my relationship with Jesus, guys, I can have peace no matter what's going on in my life. Why? Because my peace is is not based in my circumstances, guys. My peace, I want you to understand, is a person. Glory to God. You see, your peace is a person, Jesus. And so Jesus says, in me, being joined unto me, 
having this intimate relationship with me, you can have peace. Now, he says, in the world, you're going to have some issues, you know. There's going to be some tribulation going on in the world. Now, you say, well, well, Alex, why is that? Well, guys, it's because we live in a fallen world. You know, I got news for you. There's some stuff going on in the world. There's some issues going on in the world. And so, we're going to have some tribulation. But Jesus says, be of good cheer. Jesus has already overcome the world. Now, why are we to be of good cheer? I want you to understand, guys, what this is talking about is this is talking about Jesus overcoming the world through the victory that he won for you and me 2,000 years ago on the cross, glory to God. And so, here's how you can have peace and joy in the midst of your issue when you understand that, first of all, you shouldn't be caught off guard by your challenges. It's not like, well, Alex, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Well, Alex, you know, maybe I don't have enough faith. No, 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 no. Slow down, cowboy. That's not what's going on. No, uh, we want you to understand here this morning, guys, uh, that, that, that challenges is quite normal. You can expect challenges as you're navigating this, this journey uh, in, in this uh, gap, uh, but, but, but what you want to understand in the midst of the challenge is a glory to God. Uh, Jesus already won us the victory 2,000 years ago. Glory to God. I don't have to try to struggle to obtain victory. No. What I got to do is I got to trust glory to God in the victory that Jesus won for me on the cross 2,000 years ago. And now watch this, guys. Because you and me as believers are in Christ. That's our position, right? Now, we being in Christ, guys, what this means is that we actually get to partake in the victory that Jesus has won for us. Are you guys catching this here this morning, church? Are you guys catching this here this morning, church? And so what does this mean in a very practical way? This means as a result of us being in Christ... Our position, remember we're talking about our position in Christ or our standing in Christ. My standing is that no matter what I'm facing in my life, no matter what you're facing in your life, no matter who you are, as you're watching me here this morning, your position in Christ, your standing in Christ is, I am always beginning from a place of victory, the victory was won 2,000 years ago. Glory to God. Uh, 2,000 years ago, Jesus won the victory for me. Uh, Jesus purchased my healing. Jesus purchased my soundness. Jesus purchased my provisions. Uh, Jesus purchased my safety and my protection. Uh, glory to God. And so no matter what's going on, I'm always beginning from a place of victory, and I'm always going from victory to victory. Is everybody understanding what I'm saying here this morning, guys? Praise God. If, if, if you understand that, say, Amen. And so I think this is very important for us to understand, you know, that we're not saying, man, you know, that we're going to live a challenge-free life. Jesus is, is not saying that we're going to live a challenge-free life, but at the same time, I want you to really see that we should always have a, a, an earnest, confident expectation of good. We're not denying the issues, but what we're, what we're acknowledging is the one who overcame those issues for us 2,000 years ago on the cross. He won us the victory, and so you, you always have a confident expectation of good. Every single day, you want to get up, you want to say, Lord, thank you that this is the day you've made. I shall rejoice in it. I shall be glad in it. Glory to God. Lord, I thank you that I'm already starting from a place of victory today. Glory to God. Lord, I thank you that I'm already victorious because of my position in you. Now, I might have some issues going on in my life right now, uh, but Lord, I will rejoice in it. I will rejoice all the way through it because I know that, that as I'm looking to you, as I'm walking in my fellowship with you, as I'm standing on the promises of your word, sooner or later, I'm going to see the manifestation of the victory that you've already won for me on the cross 2,000 years ago. 
ago. Church, do you understand that? If you do, please say amen. There are challenges, guys, but remember the Bible says also that the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. And so navigating this gap is, is this. It is, uh, and you can turn over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22. Navigating the gap is, is the gap between, let me, let me share this again with you guys, between our day-to-day real life experience and our position in Christ. Or you can word it like this. It's the gap between my standing in Christ before the Father. My standing in Christ is, I am righteous. My standing in Christ is, Jesus already healed me 2,000 years ago. Amen. First Peter 2.24. My standing in Christ is, my every need is met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, my state might be there could be some lack. My state might be there's a sickness. My state might be there's some issues going on. And so the gap we're talking about is between your standing in Christ before the Father and your state. Or the gap is between your position in Christ and your experience. The Christian life is lived in this gap. And we want to begin to see how do we navigate this gap. Is everybody on the bus here with me this morning, church? want to make sure I didn't leave some of you behind, not like three stops ago, (laughs) okay? And so if you understand that, type amen into the chat section here this morning. And let's see, guys, I really want to now go through the scriptures here with you, and I really want to show you in the Word how this works and how do we navigate this gap. Now, notice what he says here in 1 Corinthians 15.22. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says this. He says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ, there's your position, shall all be made alive. He says, in Adam, that's talking about Adam as in in the fallen uh, human nature, the Adamic nature, you know, as a result of Adam's uh, sin in the garden, there's the Adamic nature, and he says, in Adam all die, and then he says, in Christ shall all be made alive. And so let's break this down here this morning, church, and really kind of go through this verse by verse here, line by line. And so positionally, I want you to understand, positionally, and this applies to all of humanity, positionally, what you want to understand is we are either in Adam, the fallen human nature, or we are in Christ. That's the only two places you can be. There's nowhere else to be. <laughs> okay, that's really all it is. You know, uh, and, and, and this is talking about your position now. This is not talking about your, um, you know, this is not talking about your experience, guys. Um, praise God. It's not talking about your uh, behavior. It's not talking about your mental, emotional state. This is talking about your position before the Father. So you're in Adam or you're in Christ. And guys, all of us were in Adam at one point. And then what happened is you and I, we got saved. Amen. And when we got saved, we got into Christ. And so when you receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, independent of your performance, what happens is God takes you out of Adam and he puts you in Christ. So everybody understand that. And so if you are born again, I want you to say, I am in Christ. 
this is talking about your position. It's not talking about your behavior, you see, because the issue is this. You know, I say, well, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then what you think is, well, Alex, you know, you're talking about my actions. And then you look at your actions and you look at your, uh, you know, uh, you know, you get those moments every now and then where, you know, things go a little cray cray. And, you know, uh, you know, somebody just kind of pissed you off, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, they, they, whatever, they brought you the wrong order at the restaurant, you know, maybe the, uh, you know, the person in, in the checkout line, he looked at you in the wrong way, man, and you just kind of got a little bit of pissed. And 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 what you did, man, you just open up the, the book of cuss and then you start making some confessions from the book of cuss and you know you're on the four or five freeway and it's just like ah oh, you know I'm on the freeway, you know, and then stuff comes out of your mouth, man, and it's it's not very righteous, you know, it's not very righteous, you know. And so you think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Bear with me, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I just got to, you know, I just got to do it. You know, it's got to do me. <laughs> you know, and I'm being real with you. I know there's some of you watching and saying, Alex, I don't cuss. Alex, I am a, a holy man. I do not cuss. Well, okay, guys, I'm just talking for those of us who are still on the journey, okay? Those of us who are still, you know, a work in progress, you know? Um, <laughs> and so, and so <laughs> what I'm saying is, guys, you know, you look at that. Anybody understand what I'm saying? You look at your very real human experience and it falls short of everything that they told you that you got to be now that you're born again. And you say, well, how can I be righteous? Well, child of God, your righteousness has nothing to do with your behavior. Your righteousness has everything to do with your position in Christ. If you are in Christ, you are righteous. Now, here's the deal. Your identity, your, your behavior does not determine your identity. Your cray-cray moments don't determine your identity, okay? But sooner or later, your identity is going to determine your behavior. And so if you hold on to your righteousness that you've got in Christ Jesus, well, what happens is you're now positioning yourself so that eventually it's going to begin to impact your behavior. You know, you're going to start to see some change in your behavior as a result of you being confident in your position in Christ. God wants our focus not to be on what we can see, our experience. Now, we're never denying our experience. Our experience is very real, but God wants your focus to be on your position in Christ. And so, we are in Christ. Now, how did we get into Christ? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. You say, well, Alex, how do I get into Christ? And he says in 1 Corinthians 1.30, he says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus. Stop right there. And so, of him means that I didn't do anything to get myself into Christ. It was, it was of him. There's another translation, I believe, that says, Of his doing are you in Christ Jesus. And I want you to understand, in context, this verse, 1 Corinthians 1.30, is talking about the cross. We're going to see it's about the cross. Through the cross, are we in Christ Jesus? Now, the cross, that's something that happened 2,000 years ago. Guys, you and I had nothing to do with that. Jesus already finished that 2,000 years ago. Now, what's the only thing that we did? This is how you got into Christ. You believed, right? You heard the, the gospel of what Jesus did. And then what happened was you believed. And so, how did we get into Christ? Jesus already finished the work. All we did was we said, Lord, I believe. 
I made Jesus the Lord of my life. That's what positioned me in Christ. Now, catch this child of God. The way that you navigate this gap is you got to continue to believe who you are in Christ. You got to continue to look to what Jesus finished for you on the cross. You got to continue uh, to trust that he's already overcome for you, no matter what your experience is. And so he says, of him are you in Christ Jesus. And watch this now, guys, who of God is made unto us wisdom. Everybody say, Jesus is my wisdom. He's made unto us righteousness. Everybody say, Jesus is my righteousness. He's been made our sanctification. Say, Jesus is my sanctification. He's been made our redemption. Say, Jesus is our redemption. And so, we are in Christ Jesus. Jesus has become our wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And I want you to understand, in Christ Jesus means that not only is Jesus your righteousness, but he has actually made you righteous in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. He says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made, watch this now, guys, the righteousness of God in him. You were made the righteousness of God in him. And so boldly declare right now, this is your position in Christ. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so Jesus made us righteous. You see, Jesus made us righteous. And what we read here in 2 Corinthians 5.21 is, of course, the cross. And he says he's made him sin for us. And so on the cross, Jesus was made sin with your, with your sin. He was made sin with my sin, glory to God. And what in exchange I've received, what you've received was his righteousness, guys. And what, what we call this is, we call this the great exchange. On the cross, the great exchange took place. On the cross, cross, Jesus received you and me to himself. On the cross, Jesus took our sickness. He took our brokenness. He took our sin. He took our shame. Uh, he took our guilt. He took our condemnation. He took our lack. Uh, he took all that stuff, glory to God. And what we received instead was his righteousness, his healing, his deliverance, his soundness, his provisions, glory to God. You see, and so in my position in Christ, I already have these things, but watch this. In my experience, they don't show up yet, right? And so what we're asking ourselves is, well, how do we navigate this gap? And guys, this is a big deal because, you know, anytime you take something to the extreme, and I've, I've shared this with you guys before, you know, that extremes, um, extremes are going to lead to some error. Because when you go around and your focus is only on your position now in Christ, what happens is you might get to a point where you're kind of denying the reality of your experience, guys. And I've been there. I mean, I remember when I first started learning about faith, man, I was very, you know, shall we say immature. And what happened was I was just kind of like, you know, I was kind of neglecting my responsibilities. You know, you got bills, you're, you're behind on your bills and you're believing God for prosperity or for provisions. But, you, you know, as a result, you're just kind of, you know, denying that you've got some issues. Well, guys, that's not going to work. Uh, you know, they're going to eventually they're going to go come and uh, go take the car. You know, they're going to go turn off your, your, your lights. You know what I mean? And, and so you're, you're dealing with some stuff in the in the natural world that you got to navigate even while you're believing God for provisions. You see, and so living in this gap means I'm going to I'm going to have I'm going to receive the wisdom. Remember, he said Jesus is our wisdom. And so what he's going to do is he's going to give me wisdom to navigate that journey. You're dealing with a sickness. Well, sometimes the wisdom is, man, I'm going to I'm believing God that I'm already healed. But at the same time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to take this medicine. 
you know, I might go through a treatment, that's totally fine, guys. We want you to understand it's the Holy Ghost who's going to give you the wisdom to navigate this journey through this gap, you see. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now, I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.